Amen, amen. He is so wonderful to us. Praise his name. Praise the Lord Jesus today. I just want to welcome every listener, everybody out there to the program, Witness of His Light, Testigo de la Luz. Uh, here we are once again, ready to share God's word with you. Let me begin by just praying for every listener, praying for myself as well. Jesus, we come before you today, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that your word would go out and would do that which you've called it to do, Lord, that it would not come back void, but that you would open our eyes and ears, Lord, and that you would open our hearts to receive from you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I can't help but notice uh, all the violence and craziness going on in this world today with the shootings that's been going on. There's been like three shootings in the last couple weeks. Uh, it's just wild, uh, just crazy wild times that we're living in. I mean, we don't know if we, uh, you know, if we're gonna come home from our own grocery store, you know, and then everything that's going on with 
China, Iran, Russia. I mean, you know, it, it just comes to show that, you know, how the the value of life and the vulnerability of our life, how really valuable and vulnerable it really is. That's why God said to live today like it was your last day, because you never know if you go to the grocery store, you go to church or uh, you go anywhere and that's going to be it. You, you know, you die because of, you know, something that happened, something that somebody did to you. So, you know, my message tonight is about safety, the safety of abiding in the presence of God. There is a safety in the presence of God, being in the presence of God. And uh, I want you to know that. God wants you to know that tonight. So if we go today to God's word, which is Psalms 91, and I know that many of you have heard it, but I never really actually, I've read it and I've uh, prayed it and I never saw it the way the Lord showed it to me the other day. So let me begin by reading it. Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. There are a couple of words in that passage that brings a new meaning to that verse to me and it should to you as well. Uh, Because it has something to do with following Christ in faith versus in a mental state versus in feelings but voice versus in emotion uh we're talking about walking in faith believing in faith that no matter what happens whether I live or die you know I have the safety knowing that God is with me and God is going to have my back whether I live and die I can go to sleep tonight knowing that I am in God's hands tonight. Amen. Can you say that tonight? Can you say that for you and your family? I hope that you can. And I hope that you take a minute and listen to this program because it's got it's got some very, very important keys uh, that I w- I'm going to share with you. First of all, it talks about dwelling. Okay, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High means to live in, to abide, to reside, to remain closed, to lodge, to live. So my question to you is, are you living in the secret place of the Most High? Are you in His Word? Are you? Do you meditate on Jesus? Do you meditate on His words? Do you try to do the things that He does? And then the other word says, shadow, right? I will say of the Lord, okay, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What is a shadow? A shadow is a silhouette, an outline of you. If you've ever been out in the sun and you look down, you're going to see your shadow. And what does a shadow do? Mimics you. The shadow does what you do. So do you dwell in the presence of God? Do you do what God does? Because you're in his shadow. Uh and let me let me continue with some scripture. So we're talking about living in God's word, living in his presence, and being being under the shadow, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, doing what he does. And Jesus gives you a picture of this. Right? 
The Father revealed, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. This is Jesus speaking. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do not, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So here we see that the Father is living in Jesus and Jesus is being his shadow doing what the Father tells him to do. And then Jesus says, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So you don't have to take my word for it, Jesus said, but believe the miracles and the things that are going on that I am able to do because of my Father. Okay, and we continue with God's word, indwelling of the Father and the Son. John 14, 19, a little, long, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. And at that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him so here he gives us the example of living in the presence of god and being the shadow of the father he said if if you see me you've seen the father and then he goes on to say if you believe in me then I, me and the father will live in you okay just like the Father lived in Jesus, Jesus lives in our heart, in our lives, and we should live in his presence and be his shadow and do what he did. He said, greater things will you do because of the helper who comes upon you, the Holy Spirit. So the things that Jesus did during those times, we can do. Do we live in the, in, in the presence of God? Do we do the things that God did? Do we have the, the faith to pray for somebody? To get healed, to be delivered, to be set free from the bonds of the devil? Do we do that? Or are we walking around living in our own issues, our own emotions, our own you know, mental capacity of understanding what the Bible says, but not really... Letting the word speak to you because it says that Jesus said he would reveal himself to you. He would come to you. These words that I speak, I don't speak from my, this is not something that I did on Google. This is not something that I wrote on my own. This is the word coming alive in me to share with you. Just like the father told Jesus what to say, Jesus is telling me what to share. I don't get on the radio unless God gives me something to say to you. 
to me. Because just as important as it is to you, it's important to me that God speaks to me, that God shares his knowledge and his word to me. Because I'm a human just like you. I have battles. I have things going on. I have, I'm facing, I'm still, it's been three years since my son died. And I still deal with that because the enemy tries to use it against me. So I need Jesus in my life. I need to dwell in him. I need to be his shadow. Because I found out that when I'm in his presence and I'm in, uh, and I'm his shadow, then his peace and his love take over and it helps me get through through what I'm going through. So yes, I need him. In Matthew 4, 23, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Are we going out there and sharing the gospel? Well, I'm not a preacher, so... I'm not going to share the gospel. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to go to seminary. Okay? All you have to do is tell them the story about Jesus. That he is the son of God. That God the Father didn't want any to perish. So he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ was crucified for our sins. And they... In John 10, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So when we come to Jesus, we're in the father's hand. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Not even death. Death is the last enemy that will be destroyed. And we shall be in heaven in eternity. But I get back to the message. Are we doing what Jesus did? Are we preaching the gospel? Are we trying to to have people, save people so they don't perish? Don't assume that people know Christ Jesus as their personal Savior. There's a difference between receiving him as your personal savior and knowing about him. The Bible says that demons know Jesus and tremble because they were in heaven in the presence of God before they fell. One third of Satan convinced one third of the angels to revolt and that's how they were thrown down. Okay, so they were there. So are you, do you just, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but he's not my savior. I don't do what Jesus does. I don't preach the gospel to anybody. I don't do anything. I just go to church and I sit there and receive. And I go home and I live my my life throughout the week seeing people left and right. But I don't share the gospel. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you need to dwell in the presence of God. And if you don't know Christ, you will get a chance to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And know that there is safety in the presence of God. And he said to them, go. 
He said to them, so he's telling us right now, today, even this says, and he said to them, it could say, and he said to us, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Why? Because of the love that he has for you and me. That's what it's been all about. That's what the crucifixion was all about. When the when humanity fell, God had a plan to save us because he loved us. The Bible says that for so God loved us so much that he sent his son, his only son, to die on the cross for you and me for our sin. You might say to yourself, well, I'm a good person. I uh, volunteer my hours at the church and, you know, and I, I give and, and I work at, uh, you know, I feed the hungry and, and really it's not about that. There's going to be a lot of nice people that end up in hell because they didn't receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, meaning that Jesus died for them. He paid for their sin. My good works is nothing. My good works will not, I cannot enter in the presence of God because I'm a sinner. But by the blood of Jesus, I can enter because of what he did. So how do you go out and preach the gospel? And here's another, another word from the Lord of why he hasn't come back. Many people say, you know, uh, you know, this is wars and, and, and the weather and, the pandemics, they've been going on since the world began. and But but the thing was that there wasn't a country called Israel. Everything is going around Israel. Israel just became a nation, you know, in 19... I, you know, I, I don't know the exact date, but it was uh, 1940, 1950. Okay? But here in Second Peter 3, the Lord is not slacking concerning his promise. As some count slackness. Like, yeah, he's never showing up. He's not real. But it's long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, it's not, God is not waiting to come and destroy the earth and and get rid of sinners. He's long-suffering. He's like a father waiting for a son to apologize, to say, Dad, I'm sorry, forgive me, receive me. You, If you're a parent, you understand what I'm talking about. You would, you would pick up your son in a minute and love on him if he came home crying to you and saying he was sorry for whatever he did and you would receive him. And that's that's a picture. I mean, the family is a picture of God, what God the Father wants. That's why he's called the Father and Jesus is our brother. And we call ourselves sister, brother and sister, brother, brother, because we will be a family with Jesus forevermore. And we will glory in the works of the Lord. How he saved us from destruction, from the pit. But only if you receive Jesus Christ. Once again, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you walk, do you walk in faith in that? Or do you let the news, your emotions, your mental capacity worry you and doubt? And you know, the voices that you hear could be you, the flesh, God, Satan, 
The Bible says that the voice of Satan says, kill, steal, and destroy. So if you hear kill, steal, or destroy, don't listen to that voice. Rebuke that voice in the name of Jesus Christ with the blood of Jesus. Cover it up. Feed your mind the word of God. So here we see the mercy of God in Psalms 103, 11. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us as the father pities his son. He's removed our transgressions. What is his transgressions? That My transgressions. My sin. That's what they're talking about. He doesn't even remember them anymore. Once he forgives you, it's gone forevermore. There's nobody out there listening that is not worthy of God's mercy and love. He will receive you. I don't care what you've done. If you're a murderer, if you're a drug user, if you're in prison, if you receive, if you repent and receive Jesus Christ today, you will be forgiven and you will have Maybe you've had the worst life that you possibly could have. But it doesn't have to end that way. You have, you can rewrite your life by receiving Christ today and, and live in eternity in heaven, in the presence of God, in love, in perfection. <clears throat> what is this life anyway? God calls it that we are not of this world, but... Yeah, we are travelers. Travelers passing through. So here is a passage from God's word. He says, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are of our dust. As for man and his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and it is gone, and in its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. A lot of people try to to enter the presence of God, to enter the presence of God doing commandments. But the difference between you working in your flesh, trying to, to not do this and not do that, is different than having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and saying, you know what, I'm not going to steal anymore because Jesus died for me and he loves me. And because he loves me and I love him, I'm not going to do it anymore. You do it out of love. <coughs> you don't do it like a grocery list. Here are the Ten Commandments. I'm not going to do it. You do it because you love Him. Because He's in you. Because the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me explain to you the terms standing versus position. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior... Your position is secure in God's hands. 
in the Father's hands. No one can snatch you out of his hands. In God's eyes, you're seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. But you're standing here on earth. You haven't died yet. In 2 John, it says, If you say that you're without sin, you lie and the truth is not in you. We continue to be, we're still sinners, saved by grace. So I'm here standing on the earth. I received Christ as my personal Savior, but I'm standing on this earth and I have the Holy Spirit whose responsibility is to take me as I am and to change me over time to be like Christ because he lives in me. So I start becoming his shadow. You know, I speak this way. It's been, it's been a long time since I became a Christian and in my Christian growth, the Holy Spirit has just multiplied, multiplied his wisdom, his word in my heart. And the most horrible, horrible thing that could ever happen to anybody happened to me, but I didn't give up. Why? Because I believe. I believe beyond my eyes, my mind, what I think, my heart. I look unto the Lord Jesus with faith, moving on towards the goal, moving on to the finish line. It's not how you run the race, it's how you finish. No matter what Satan throws at you, don't give up your faith. Put on the armor of God and stand. If you've done everything that you could and you can't do anything, just stand on God's words and his promises. Just like Elijah did when he wanted to kill and die, uh, kill himself and die. After battling the four, over 400 false prophets, he ran from Jezebel. And God told them, what are you doing here? And he said, come here, stand on this rock right here. And there was tornadoes and every earthquakes. And, but God wasn't in those things. He was in the small, still voice. So God is still in that small, still voice in your heart, speaking to you his words. How do you know that it's him? Because it's the Bible talking to you. It is his words talking to you. He said to test all spirits. That if, 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 if it's talking about Jesus Christ that came in the flesh and that died and he's the son of God, then that's God talking. If it's kill, steal, and destroy, it's not of God. If it's not about Jesus dying for you, it could be the traditions of men that are passed on from generation to generation. But there's only one that can save. And his name is Jesus Christ. Will you abide in his safety and his presence? Will you make a decision to not worry about tomorrow? Because you're going to be in God's hands. And he's going he's gonna to protect you. He's going to change you. He's going he's gonna to do the miraculous Maybe your kids are on drugs. Maybe they don't listen to you anymore. Your husband, your family has, has turned their back on you. It doesn't matter because God loves you. God's word says that when your father and mother forsake you, that he will become 
your father and your mother. There's a God out there that loves you and is calling you home tonight. This is a divine appointment. This is a divine appointment that you're listening to this message right now. Don't pass this opportunity to receive Jesus Christ. I strongly believe, I, it's not in God's word, but I, it's just something that I've thought about. That people, when they die without Jesus and they spend eternity in that pit, as they get, as they suffer for eternity, I think as a, as a memory, they'll be recalling all the times that somebody gave them the invitation to receive Christ and how close they were to walking into the kingdom, to receiving Christ. I choose Christ today. I choose Christ and I choose life over death, suffering, and misery for eternity. Will you join me? Man, I would love you to, for you to be my brother and my sister in Christ. I would like to meet you one day in heaven and say, you remember I heard you on the radio. And we're going to have eternity talk about that. If you're sick and tired of living the way you're living and you want to change and you know that God's calling you, he's tugging at your heart, pray this prayer that we're getting ready to pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I call upon, I first of all, I repent of the way that I have lived. I repent of all my sins. I put my sins upon the foot of the cross and I bury them with the blood of Jesus. And, and I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And I call upon you, Jesus Christ. You came to this earth to save me. I call you. Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Today, tomorrow, and forever. Hold my hand. Holy Spirit, come in me. Hold my hand. Guide me through life. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may not sin against you. Save me and save my family. And I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart today, tomorrow, and forever. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that you prayed that. I hope that you prayed that. If you're facing an impossibility, maybe terminal illness, maybe you're in prison alone and your family has abandoned you and you're facing a long time and the devil's lied to you and he's put the idea of suicide, anybody that's thinking about suicide. That's a lie. That's a lie of the of Satan because he doesn't want you to know the plan and the purpose that God has for you. Be a champion for Christ. Turn your life around. He can use you in that prison. Preach the gospel in that prison. Prison. Bring light into darkness. See, the prisons are Satan's kingdom there. But God is reaching throughout the earth, calling everybody to repentance to receive his son, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray for every listener today, Lord. I pray for saved and the unsaved. Lord, if they're unsaved, I pray for their souls and I intercede for them, Lord. And I pray that you would open their eyes 
and that she, they would not die without receiving Jesus Christ. Lord, if they're saved, I pray that you would put a word in their in the in the stomach, Lord, in the in their belly, that it would flow like living water, Lord, that they would preach the gospel to everybody. Lord, I pray that you would use every Christian to go forth and do your work. Lord, I pray for those waiting on a miracle from you, Lord. I didn't receive my miracle here on earth with my willy, but I know that my miracle is going to happen in heaven. But I pray for those waiting on that miracle, Lord, and I pray that you give it to them. Give them their miracle, Lord, I pray. For them, give them their son, their daughter. Maybe they haven't heard from their son and their daughter in a long time. Have them call them. Have them be reunited, Lord. Bring their kids home. Change them, Lord. I pray that each person listening would experience the power and demonstration of Jesus Christ today, tomorrow. Lord, move upon this earth, Lord. Demonstrate your power and your love for your people, Lord. Meet their needs according to their riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. I hope that you enjoyed my message and the Lord's message. And I hope that it blesses your heart. And I bless you today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I send you in peace. I say peace to you and love. And this concludes our time together of witness of his light. Testigo de la luz. There's more, just some announcements. There's more coming. I have invited other brothers to come on the program and to share what God is putting in their hearts. It's going to become a, uh, there'll be uh, some bilingual Spanish, English, but they're going to get ready to get on the radio and share their faith. So please continue to follow this podcast. I know that God's going to bless you, prosper you, heal you. So stay connected with Witness of His Light. Please pray for me. Pray for this program. Pray for those that are putting God's word forward. We need our, we need your prayers as this world becomes more anti-Christian. We need your prayers to become stronger and bigger to go out there and reach the lost. Until we meet again, in Jesus' name, amen. Goodbye and good night.